welcome to the next session in 12 ways that your phone is changing you. Um, this is our week 11 and we've had a one recap week. So this is actually the 10th of 12 ways that our phone is changing you that we're going to get into for this session. Have you ever experienced FOMO? Uh, hopefully you know what FOMO is, but if not, let me let me explain it for you. It, it's actually defined by the Oxford English Dictionary. FOMO is an acronym, and it stands for Fear of Missing Out. FOMO is this anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may be happening elsewhere, and is often aroused by posts seen on a social media website. So as we think about those social media websites, those people we follow, we have to think about their, the, the personas. We follow a lot of characters. We follow a lot of personalities. How realistic are those personas of the people we follow online? I'd venture to guess in a lot of cases, not very. So, so why does social media seem to be increasing our fear of missing out? What's this idea that I want to know, I want to see, and I don't want to miss out? I don't want to be left out of something fun, something exciting, something interesting. Our point for this session is we fear missing out. So, so th this is uh, along the lines of how is our phone changing you? And the idea is we fear missing out because of the engagement we have with social media, with our connectivity, and our cell phones. Well, you might think FOMO is a new phenomenon. The acronym was coined back in 2004, and that's before Wi-Fi, before smartphones, but it actually goes back to the beginning of time. Why could Adam and Eve's first sin be described as FOMO? <laughs> well, fear of missing out was Satan's tactic to sabotage our relationship with God, and it worked. Satan said, don't you want to be all-knowing? Don't you want to have all these things? And, and God just does, he's holding that back from you. And so Satan deceived Adam and Eve. That was the, the, the really at the core of the first sin. So number one, let's think about core FOMOs. So core fears of missing out. We can boil down our core online fears to two anxieties. It's, it's number one, it's status anxiety, or what will people think of me? And number two, disconnection anxiety. This is the desire to never be socially left out. We've discussed in multiple sessions how social media feeds the attention seekers in negative ways, and this could lead to status anxiety. It's the desire for personal affirmation. It's perhaps the smartphone's strongest lure, and it's only amplified when we feel the sting of loneliness or suffering. At the first hint of discomfort, what do we do? At the first hint of an awkward situation or, or, or th th these weird feelings, we grab our phones, and we medicate our pain with affirmation through likes or follows. But we forget when we scroll social media how we have often created an online persona that is conditioned to meet the expectations of our employers, our family, our friends. So turning to our phones only exacerbates our fear of missing out because we see everyone else's one-dimensional, carefully manicured projections of his or herself. The second one is this disconnection anxiety. It seems like everyone is getting together without us. Everybody's marriage is awesome. Everybody's kids are incredible. Everybody has all the money in the world. They have no financial problems. And here you are in your pain and your sorrow. Did you know that there's a real condition called nomophobia? It stands for no mobile phone phobia. <laughs> I, I, I left my phone at home the other day, 
and, and, and I'm driving to my kid's baseball game and it's the weirdest feeling in the world. And many of you can relate. It's, it just seems so crazy because we're so used to being connected at all times. Symptoms of no mobile phone phobia include anxiety, respiratory alterations, trembling, perspiration, agitation, disorientation, and an elevated heart rate. You may think this just applies to teenagers whose parents won't let them have a phone, but it actually can apply to adults who begin to fret when they're prevented from accessing digital technology. It's incredible to think about the grip that our smartphones have over our minds and even our physical health. Like never before, Christians are tempted to remain tethered to daily news cycles, to viral videos, to political forecasts, to entertainment gossip. Our hyperconnectivity is fueled by our fear of missing out. So your first blank was core FOMOs. Your second blank is FOMO envy. Comparing ourselves is a social evil that thrives among our peers. Envy is not merely wanting what others have, but it's wanting it because they have it. Conversely, it can also manifest in the desire that others not have what you cannot have. And this is sin. You're essentially aiming to destroy others' goods or gifts because of your own loss or lack. The envious heart, each like, each retweet, each comment or picture is a red-hot poker stoking a burning fire of bitterness and jealousy and resentment. The envious heart stores up each painful reminder of someone else's success, tabulating them and rehearsing them until it seems like the whole world is against you. This is sinful. So we have core FOMOs, we have FOMO envy, and then number three, legitimate fear of missing out. Legitimate FOMO. There's one legitimate fear that cuts through all others in our life, and that's the fear of eternally missing out. Jesus illustrates this in Luke chapter 16, and, and it's verses 19 through 31, and I would encourage you to go read this passage, and you'll see exactly, but, but let me summarize it quickly. Essentially, this story contrasts a rich man who seems to not be missing out on any social or financial way, and then on the other side of the coin, we have Lazarus, a poor man. And, and it seems that Lazarus is missing out in every way imaginable. But then they both die. And we realize in the end that the former rich man has lost everything. And the former poor man, beggar Lazarus, has gained everything. In his condition of unbelief, the rich man is faced with the agony of eternally missing out. A weeping and gnashing of teeth type of missing out. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says, God's promise of entering his rest still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. Note that there is one kind of, of FOMO that God wants us to have, the fear of missing out on eternal life. The fear of missing out on eternal life is, is the one fear worth losing sleep over. For ourselves, for our friends, for our family, for our neighbors, that is a fear of missing out that should grip us and capture our attention and drive us to do and act differently. If you're in Christ, the sting of missing out eternally is removed. 
fear of missing out plagued sinners embrace the gospel of Jesus, and he promises us no eternal loss. All that we lose will be found in him. All that we missed out on will be summed up in him. Eternally, and eternity will make up for every bit of loss, fear, or anxiety we suffered in this life. Claim the promise of heaven as God's eternal response to all of the fears of missing out in this life. Have some eternal perspective and know that the things on this earth are temporary, that this life is a vapor. It's just for a moment. And there are things that we need to be pursuing that go way beyond our momentary time in history. So your 12 ways tip for this session. Whenever FOMO starts creeping in, meditate on on Scripture, and specifically Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. This is a great passage for us. It says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, and here it is. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. The next time you find yourself with some of that envy, the next time you find yourself going down that path in your mind as you're, you're scrolling your social media, pause. Stop what you're doing. Meditate on this passage in Philippians and ask yourself the question, is, is my mind in a place where I'm thinking on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable? And if not, let's change our thoughts let's change our focus. 